coming up on Locked On Dodgers. The Dodgers are going to have a left fielder in every single game they play next year. I have that on good authority. What I don't know is who it's going to be. We're going to talk about a few of the possibilities, one potential free agent and a couple guys who are in the organization already. Uh, and Brandon Gomes, the Dodgers GM, talked with the media on Wednesday, and he threw out a couple names. We'll also talk about some of his other comments about Gavin Lux, Blake Trinan, and more. That's what's on tap, so let's get Locked On Dodgers. You are Locked On Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Dodger fans, this is Locked On Dodgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Remember, this show is free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. Or even better, go and subscribe wherever you're watching or listening right now. Then you can be an everyday or just like we are. If this is your first time with us, I am Jeff Snyder. My co-host is Vince Semperio. We are doing a split episode today, so I'll be with you for the first half of the show. Vince will wrap it up in a little bit. Vince and I are both lifelong Dodger fans just like you are. We've also both spent time covering the Dodgers in the press box and the locker room. So we're not quite insiders, but we bring you the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue every weekday morning. This episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. And uh, we are going to talk about left field a lot today. Uh, we talked about pitching, specifically Corbin Burns yesterday. Uh, we'll talk more about pitching, I'm sure, uh, you know, a little bit today Vin, and Vince is part of the episode. Uh, but, you know, a lot, of talk, a lot to talk about as free agency is kind of getting rolling. The GM meetings have been going on, although they actually got canceled because the virus has been going around. Uh, that's uh, interesting, I guess. Uh, better than the last time everything got canceled because of a virus going around. Hopefully this one won't turn into a pandemic. It'll just be a virus that shuts down the GM meetings. But before that happened, Dodgers GM Brandon Gomes talked with the media. Uh, and we're going to talk... Before we get to what Brandon Gomes had to say, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about left field, specifically from a free agent standpoint. Jorge Castillo over on Twitter, he said, one name on the Dodgers radar, Teoscar Hernandez. They could use a corner outfielder and they've shown interest. Hernandez was a 2021 All-Star and has at least 22 home runs in each full season since becoming a regular in 2018. He slashed 258, 305, 435 in 160 games for Seattle in 2023. So let's talk about Teoscar Hernandez. Uh, there's a lot to like about Teoscar Hernandez. Uh, the, the, like he's a, a fun player. He's passionate. He's, uh, you know, he, like it's hard not to like Teoscar Hernandez as a person. Uh, and as a player, like his 2021 season, no, uh, yeah, 2021 season, he had a 131 OPS plus, uh, 32 homers, 116 RBIs. Batted 296, 346 on base percentage, 524 slugging percentage. Just very, very good. I finished 19th in the MVP voting. Um, you know, that that's probably a little bit under, undervalued. He also, and maybe not because his defense isn't great. And, and that's definitely a factor uh, that we'll talk about in a minute. But just offensively, very, very good season in 2021. 2022 was less good. Uh, Still solid, though. 
uh, his OPS plus went from 131 down to 128. So just a little bit of a drop. His his OPS dropped quite a bit, but uh, the the league offense went down, and so uh, his his OPS dropped more than his OPS plus did compared to the rest of the league. He was almost as good offensively in 2022 as he had been in 2021. 2023 though is the big question mark. His OPS plus was 106. Despite having 26 homers, 93 RBIs, uh, he was barely above average offensively. And there's a couple reasons for that. One is that he doesn't walk. He had 38 walks and 678 plate appearances. His walk rate last year uh, was 5.6%. That is not great. Uh, It's well below league average. And it is you can't get away with that few walks unless you are a great hitter. Um, a 305 on base percentage is very, very bad. Uh, and so that's a concern. Now, the the version of 2020 and 2021, when his on-base percentage were 340 to 346, you can get by on that. Those are both well above average on-base percentages. Those ones, though, was because he was batting in the 290s. Like his walk rate wasn't significantly better. His walk rate in those years was uh, 6.8 and 6.1% compared to 5.6%. Yeah, it's better. But the main difference was that he was hitting better. And, and uh, that that's a concern. The other big concern is, and, and maybe it's not a different concern, it's the same concern, Teoscar Hernandez struck out 211 times last year. His strikeout rate was 31.1%, which is really, really bad. Uh, and it's kind of funny. When when I got married, I've been, I just had my 20th anniversary. When I got married, Bobby Bonds held the record for the most strikeouts in a season with 189. That 189 is now tied for 40th most in a season in the 20 years that I've been married 39 players have struck out more than Bobby Bonds old record in a season. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez 211 strikeouts last year is tied for the ninth most in history in a season, even though it was only the third most in this season. Kyle Schwarber struck out 215 times and Teoscar's teammate Eugenio Suarez struck out 214 times. Uh, the record is still Mark Reynolds 223 times. Uh, that's that's pretty impressive. Um, but 211 strikeouts, it's too many. Um, and, and so the question would be, is that the real Teoscar Hernandez? But like I said, that strikeout rate in 2021, his strikeout was only 24.9%, which is better than league average. He struck out 148 times, which is a lot compared to like when I was a kid, but in this day and age, 148 times, like I said, it's better than league average strikeout rate. Uh, he, that strikeout rate, the Dodgers, I think would have to have an inkling of why he struck out so much or an inkling of how they can help him not strike out so much. If they were going to take a, take a real run at him. Um, you know, and maybe the price is lower because he is coming off a bad season. Uh, but he's only, uh, oh, he's not as young as I thought. He's 31 years old. Um, so so maybe the price is right that they could take a flyer on him. 
Uh, the other thing to think about is that he is significantly better against lefties than against righties. And he's probably not looking for a platoon contract in free agency. Uh, and so, you know, a lot of this, and like a lot of free agents, it comes down to the Dodgers smart people looking at a guy and saying, what do we think we can make out of him? How can we help him be his best version of himself? Because the best version of Teoscar Hernandez, I want on the Dodgers for sure. Even though defensively, like I said, he's not good. He has never been, uh, you know, if you're looking at defensive war, he's never even been had a zero. He's been well below zero his entire career. Uh, that that doesn't mean that he is useless in the outfield. And the Dodgers have shown in the past a willingness to play lesser defensive players in left field. Uh, and, and, you know, we may talk about a couple more of those in the next segment. Uh, so, but if he's not going to be any good defensively, he needs to be good offensively. And, and one benefit maybe you'd look at with a team like, you know, when they're going to have Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman and Will Smith and Max Muncy and, you know, hopefully Shohei Otani uh, and, and, you know, these guys, Teoscar's not going to be batting higher than sixth on the Dodgers, maybe even seventh or eighth. And so maybe that helps him. You know, he can lengthen the lineup. There's not the pressure and maybe, you know, he's in a spot where the strikeouts don't kill you as much. And, and the fact is an out is an out often. Um, but sometimes it's not, you know, most of the time, I don't really care if a guy strikes out or if he hits a weak ground out to second. And most of the time, that's the alternative. That's the options. Uh, either if you're swinging and missing at a pitch, it's not a pitch that you would have driven. If you had just put the bat on the ball, most of the time it's, you know, you either chased a bad pitch and that's probably what it is. Cause Teoscar Hernandez, in order to strike out that much without ever walking, you're probably chasing bad pitches. And maybe that's something the Dodgers could help him with. I don't know, but Teoscar Hernandez is an intriguing possibility in left field. I am interested to see if the Dodgers really pursue him. And if they do what they can do with him, because he is very talented, very athletic and has a lot of power has shown glimpses of being really good. So, you know, it will be interesting for sure. Uh, I'm going to come back in a minute. I'm going to talk about uh, two other guys who might be playing some left field for the Dodgers this year who are both in the organization already. So thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. And please keep it Locked On Dodgers. This episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Look, we spend a lot of time together here at Locked On Dodgers. We get fired up together on wins and losses, who starts, who sits, who they should sign up for agency. I really like that connection we have. Today, I want our chat to be a little bit more personal. Whether you're on extended travel, bracing for a major weather event, or limited by yet another supply shortage, you're covered. Thanks to our partners at Jace Medical, life-saving antibiotics and a long list of daily medications can be ordered in a one-year supply. Even ED generics for Cialis, Viagra, and Rivatio prescriptions are available. Go online right now at Jace Medical to receive jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use promo code locked on at checkout for a discount as well. One verified customer had this to say about Jace. I'm thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut my pills in half to have it. In order I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. I also ordered antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone. And even better for you listeners, I myself, Jeff Snyder, I got a Jace case uh, a couple months ago. I keep it with my emergency kits. It's quick and easy, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. 
So if you or someone you love would like to get that same peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily medication, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use promo code locked on for $20 off your purchase. Hey, I'm back. Thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Especially want to thank our everydayers. Those of you who are with us every weekday morning, it means a lot to us. We love talking Dodgers with you. If you're not an everydayer, it's really easy to become one. Just watch or listen every weekday morning. Uh, also want to remind you, if you're watching this on YouTube, we'd love to hear your thoughts in the YouTube comment section. If you're listening on the podcast, we'd love to hear from you through social media or email or you know any of that contact info that uh, Vince will give you at the end of the episode. And remember, uh, you can... Check out SiriusXM and the SXM app for all your baseball needs this offseason with the MLB Network Radio. Also, Christmas music officially started on yesterday on SiriusXM. In your car, you can listen to it. Channel 105. It's a jolly Christmas. Love it. I've been listening to it all day. Also on the SXM app, uh, Country Christmas. I love country music. I love Christmas music. I listen to Country Christmas a lot. It'll be available on the radio starting uh about a month from now, but it's already available on the SXM app. I listen to that too here on my, on my uh, smart device sitting next to my computer while I work all day. So check out SXM, uh, Sirius XM. So two other possibilities to play left field for the Dodgers in 2024 uh, were mentioned by Brandon Gomes, the Dodgers GM on Wednesday. Uh, he was asked about Miguel Vargas and Michael Bush and, you know, where they could fit in because, you know, uh, Vince is going to talk, a little bit in the last segment about, you know, Gavin Lux returning and the plans for Mookie Betts and all of that rolls into, there may not be spots in the infield for Vargas and Bush. And so Gomes uh, was asked if Vargas and Bush might play some corner outfield. And he said, they're definitely in that conversation. That would be interesting. Like he said, corner outfield where he was asked specifically about corner outfield. He didn't say left field, uh, it's hard to see either of those guys playing right field. Uh, Mookie Betts will obviously be one of the right fielders, but if he's playing some second base too, uh, you know, it's I. It's hard to see Miguel Vargas in right field and Mookie Betts at second base. Uh, you know, just flip those guys. So if we're talking corner outfield, really it's left field that we're probably talking about. Both guys, Bush and Vargas, have played some left field. Both of them have never shown – in the big leagues, at least to be very good at playing left field. Uh, but they're also both very good athletes. And so, the, you know, we just talked about Teoscar Hernandez and how if you hit well enough, defense doesn't matter as much in left field. It's one of those positions where you can h- kind of hide a poor defender. It's why when Kyle Schwarber plays defense, he plays left field. Uh, a lot of guys, when, you know, when Matt Kemp uh, late in his career, after he couldn't play defense anymore, he was a left fielder. That's where you put guys who can't play very good defense. And so Vargas and Bush, it really, it's going to come down to their bats. And we talked about this with Max Muncy last year that, you know, when he was playing third base and struggling defensively, we said how much uh, leash they give him at third base is mostly going to depend on how well he hits, because if you're hitting well enough to make up for the defensive flaws, then you keep playing. And that's definitely going to be the case with Vargas and Bush if they're playing left field, actually wherever they're playing, but especially if they're playing left field, uh, if you're hitting well, you're going to do fine. Uh, they'll, you know, they'll make it work. Uh, but if they're not hitting, and that was the big thing, you know, Miguel Vargas, 
he wasn't very good defensively at second base last year. He was solid. He was better than people expected him to be. But one of the things we saw, one of the reasons that the Dodgers jumped from mid-20s to number three in in defense uh, between the beginning of the season and the end of the season last year was because they swapped out Miguel Vargas for Mookie Betts at second base. And that was a huge defensive upgrade. Um, But when Vargas was hitting okay, it was worth it. It was only when Vargas couldn't put things together. You know, he would show flashes of hitting. And finally they gave up like, okay, he's not going to put it together this season offensively. And so it's not worth the defensive hit at second base. So they sent him down. Vargas has to hit because he's a hitter. He's not, he's going to have to play a position somewhere, but he is not going to ever be on a roster because of his defense. He's going to be there because of his bat. And so, and the same for Michael Bush. Bush has done everything the Dodgers have asked him to do. He, like we've talked about, he was a first baseman in college, second baseman when the Dodgers uh, drafted him. And then they've had him play some left field. They've had him play some third base. He's played a lot of different positions, but he's a hitter. And if he's on a roster, it's going to be because he's hitting. And so it's kind of hard to see both Vargas and Bush making the Dodgers next year. And both of them, there, there's not much else they can do in AAA. Uh, I, I kind of expect Michael Bush to be traded this offseason because he had such a good season in AAA. His value is very high, and it's hard to see where he fits on this Dodgers team. And I know uh, a couple of you uh, specifically on, on YouTube are going to be upset about that. Um, but the fact is, like, I don't know how he fits. I definitely don't think Bush and Vargas both fit on the roster. Um, I guess if they didn't sign Teoscar Hernandez and they just say, okay, Bush and Vargas are a straight platoon in left field. I don't think you take two top prospects and platoon them at a position neither of them is very good at. Uh, I think your value is much better trading at least one of them and getting, you know, I think Michael Bush could bring back a lot in trade value right now after that minor league season that he had. Uh, And, you know, and, and yeah, there's always that risk that we watch him become a, a hitting superstar for another team. But like we talked about yesterday, the reason you have prospects is sometimes to trade them to fill needs on your major league roster. And if Michael Bush isn't going to fill a need right now, then they're better off trading him. Uh, But it would be interesting to see one or both of them playing some left field next year. I don't think either of them would be the everyday left fielder, but they could slot in there at times. And some of it could just be Brandon Gomes, just, you know, keeping his leverage, you know, even if it's just if they're going after Teoscar Hernandez, don't want him to know that they're desperate for a left fielder. Hey, we've got options, Ben. Whatever. What do you want? You know, um, and, you know, it's all about leverage here. And so always got to take everything that any uh, executive front office type says in the offseason with at least one grain of salt, maybe 100 grains of salt. Uh, but that's that's my thoughts on that. I'm going to be done for today. Vince is going to come. He's going to talk more about what Brandon Gomes had to say. More grains of salt, but Gavin Lux, Mookie Betts, Blake Trinan, et cetera. So thanks for talking Dodger with me. And Vince will be along in a minute. Yo, 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 Dodger fans. Vince here to close out the episode. And... As Jeff talked about, Brandon Gomes spoke to the media and he had some comments on a few different things. Uh, I'll run through those things real quick and then I'll get a little bit more in depth on each of them. He said, the plan right now is for Gavin Lux to log a good amount of starts at shortstop. He's progressing in his ACL rehab. 
that they're looking at a starting pitcher to and a corner outfielder, which Jeff kind of talked about. Um, he talked about Mookie Betts playing second base against righties can be a regular thing again. The proof to concept is something that gives them flexibility in that realm. And then when it comes to Blake Trinan, he said he's expected to be a full go for the Dodgers in spring training after missing all the last season. He said, quote, it's really just get set up out, get set up to go out and dominate and have a regular offseason and come into the year in a much more regular setup than he's had over the last few years. So we'll start right there with Trinan real quick. You know, um, his option was only a million dollars. Obviously, that's an easy one to pick up, especially for somebody that's expected to be healthy. We don't know what to expect out of Blake Trinan, but if he can be even 85, 90% of what he was before missing time, um, you know, that's still a pretty, pretty good reliever, pretty solid reliever for the Dodgers. Someone that can fit into the back end, um, you know, Evan, uh, uh, Evan Phillips, Blake Trinan, Bruce Dark Ratterall, you know, back three is a uh, pretty solid. And that's before if they make any other moves or, or some guys get pushed from starters to relievers or, or something like that. So, you know, we can, Obviously, it remains to be seen about trying in. He is older. You know, it's even going in healthy into the offseason. You know, you just never know what's going to happen. But if he can be a guy for the Dodgers next year, that'd be ideal. When it comes to shortstop and, and Gavin Lux, and, you know, it is interesting. He said you know, progress in his return from torn AC on LCL that, at, you know, it would appear that he would be taking a bulk of the playing time at shortstop. Um, and then, you know, could that change is, is kind of what the big deal is. And and we talked about it yesterday with the potential, uh, you know, Willie Adamas proposed deal that we got from, from one of you listeners. And I think if you have to upgrade the lineup, you have to add, you know, you have Mookie, you have Freddie, you have Will Smith, you have Max Muncie. You know, you have those four for sure. You have to add at least one or two more bats that can give you a, a solid top six. And if you can lock in a solid top six, then, you know, and Outman could be part of that six. But, you know, if you get somebody else in, on, on, instead, that's even ideal. So, Let's just say, you know, you add, you have Mookie, you have Freddie, you have Will Smith, you have Max Munson. So you add a corner outfielder, that's five, and then you add a DH, that's six. So now you have a, a top six. That reduces the need for, you know, a impact bat at shortstop, and Gavin Lux could be that guy for you. Uh, just because we don't know what, what to expect out of Gavin Lux. You know, we we've... It's been a mixed bag since he's come up. Uh, you know, he's had different issues and, you know, he hasn't had the cleanest time in the big leagues, but, um, you know, he, he can be productive. We just don't know that yet. But if you can fill out your top six and then, you know, Gavin Lux is somewhere in seven, eight, nine, then you're, you're, you're starting in a good spot and you're giving yourself a chance. If not, let's just say they can't find another corner outfielder or, they don't find that DH or, you know, whatever the case is, but they have the chance to get a top short or a better perform, better offensive shortstop. Then you make that move if you have to. But, you know, it's kind of hard to see it because, you know, you think about all the shortstops right now that are 
you know, top tier or very good. And, well, three of them, you know, depending on how you feel about Alexander Bogarts, three of them or four of them signed big deals last year. You know, you're not going to get Cray. You're not going to get Bogarts. You're not going to get Trey Turner. You're not going to get Danny Swanson. You got, you know, a guy like Bobby Witt Jr. who you're not going to get, you know, the Royals have no reason to trade him. You know, there's not necessarily premier shortstops out there on the market. So you have a do. It is your better chance for you to find a corner outfielder and a DH or, you know, a third baseman and a corner outfielder if you really wanted to. And then you can move Muncie to DH if you don't, you know, Lando Tani. There's different ways to go about it, but I do think for now, you know, it's a lot easier to find a corner outfielder and a DH type rather than a shortstop who's going to give you offensive, you know, big offense. And, you know, for Lux, he, he can ease his way in there. Miguel Rojas is still under contract. Obviously, you know, Rojas's bat is not the greatest, but if Lux, you know, can play three days a week instead of four or five days a week, and then you have Rojas the other couple of days, you could do a lot worse. Uh, and then, you know, obviously defensively, it's an ideal situation when Rojas is in there. He still, you know, has that 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 defense there. So I think for Lux right now, uh, it's fine to have him in at shortstop. If the Dodgers can find a way to an upgrade, they will or they would uh, be open to it. But I think if you upgrade your offense in other areas, you can leave that area available for, for Lux and whoever. And then when it comes to Mookie, you know, again, it gives you flexibility, kind of what, what Gom said, having that proof of concept that, you know, it's, you don't have to find a good second baseman. You don't have to find a good right fielder. Or you don't have to confine yourself to one of those. You can find either one. Now, again, a uh, outfielder, offensive-minded outfielder, a lot easier to find than offensive-minded second baseman, especially in this year's free agent market. I mean, there's a lot of guys in the outfield um, that kind of, you know, make, make sense. There's obviously Jason Hayward can come back for the Dodgers. And that's something that they're definitely open to. They, they've been, you know, said both sides are open to it. You know, there's guys like Tasker Hernandez, who we talked about. There's Jorge Soler, who, you know, probably a DH, but can play outfield technically. There's Lourdes Gurriel Jr. There, you know, there's different Tommy Pham. There's a lot more outfielders that are, you know, hitting or power based that are out there than second basemen that are hitting or power base. So, you know, having the ability to move Mookie wherever you need between outfield and second base is very, very clutch. There's still an outside shot that, you know, Mookie could play shortstop. Let's just say, you know, in some crazy world, the Dodgers find a corner outfielder and offensive minus second baseman and, but they don't find a shortstop and Lex isn't quite ready or, or, you know, or, Lex is ready, but maybe they don't want him at shortstop. Maybe they want him at second base. You know, Mookie could handle shortstop. And, you know, he did it in the short term last year. I'm sure he could do it in the long term. He might not be, you know, a go glove winner at shortstop, but he'll get the job done just like he did at second base. So the Dodgers have, you know, the flexibility. And, you know, same with, with Muncie. You know, Muncie, Let's just say they don't get Otani. You don't have to lock yourself into just a DH type. You can find a third baseman. You know, Matt Chapman is one that's available in, in free agency. Not sure if that's someone the Dodgers will go after, but you know, if you could pry Nolan Arenado from, you know, let's just say you strike out on Otani, but you find a way to pry Arenado from the Cardinals, which you know I don't think they'd be willing. 
you know, I think they're trying to win next year, but you never know. You know, the Dodgers could find a way to get them, and then you have Max Muncy as your DH. So, like, there's different flexibilities here and there. Lux being able to play short and second, that's a flexibility. You know, Mookie between right and second. You know, Muncy between third and, and DH. You know, even Outman, you know, being able to play any any one of the outfield spots. There's different ways to do it, and I think, you know, offensively where the upgrade's going to come is in the form of power, and, you know, the Dodgers had guys, 400 RBI, you know, they were top five in home runs, 400 RBI players. Like, the offense was good last year, but as we've seen, especially in the postseason, you know, for the most part, home runs dominate, and your offense can be bad overall, but if you can pop one or two homers a game, you know, maybe you have a run around base on one of those, then you can, you know, go pretty far in the postseason. You know, we saw that with the Phillies. The Phillies were running over teams, using the long ball for the most part. And then when they kind of stopped hitting home runs, they kind of stopped scoring those last couple games against the Diamondbacks. You know, the Diamondbacks were a little bit of opposite where, or not opposite, but the first round against the Dodgers, the Diamondbacks won because of the home run. You know, obviously they put up a lot of other runs, but, you know, game three, all home runs. Game one, they hit a few home runs. You know, they hit some home runs in, in, in their other in, in the first round against the Brewers too, um, and then you know they ended up using more of a small ball and base hits and all that to get past the Phillies, um, and then they did kind of their luck ran out a little bit against the against the Rangers. So different ways to build offense, uh, but I think, like I said, the Dodgers are in a good spot where at the very least, if they get nothing done. There's still going to be a team that's competing for a playoff spot, but I think it's imperative to make those upgrades where they can. And, you know, you don't need a top five player at every position, but you do need a top six in your lineup that is formidable. And if you can get Outman and Lux and, you know, whoever else is going to play outfield or second base or whatever into that bottom third of your lineup, uh, then you're, you're in a pretty good spot. So. That's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for making Lockdown Dodgers your first listen of the day every day. Make sure to find us wherever you find podcasts and on YouTube. All you got to do is search for Lockdown Dodgers. Become an everyday or by listening every single weekday morning. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Dodgers. Jeff is on Twitter at Snydog. I'm at Vincent's91. You can DM either Jeff or I on any of our, 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 or on our accounts. Uh, for any questions, comments, or concerns, you can also direct those via email, LockdownDodgers at gmail.com or via voicemail text at 323-863-5625. We're every weekday morning, and we hope to be here with us when you get in your car or if you're at home. Take smart device play podcast, Lockdown Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one. Mm-hmm.